Bearcat Blitz on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Russ Heltman, right here on wherever you're finding us. Podcast platforms, Bally Sports Ohio, YouTube, Talking Cats with Russ Heltman. You, of course, can catch us on Bally Sports, as I mentioned, throughout the weekends of Bearcat football games and throughout the fall as well. And also on podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, just wherever, Google, what do we got? We got Stitcher as well, Amazon, all over the place. Dom, as I welcome in my co-host, Dominic Goodman, former UC wide receiver. Got a very fun show for you guys today. Picking up the pieces on Tuesday. We did that. We picked up the pieces from the Miami game. You're moving on. The team is moving on. They had a good week of practice. Good hard week out there at Nippert Stadium. And they're ready for what could possibly be, Dom, you could argue, the toughest test to come to this stadium in the past decade. This is the number one EPA offense, expected points added per play offense in the country. They're the most efficient offense in the country. They're winning their games this season by 47 points per game. And it's a team by the name of the Oklahoma Sooners. Big noon kickoff in town. The Fox set getting set up out there on campus, Dom. This is going to be a really fun one. And on top of that, to close the show, back half of it, we're going to have UC guard Luke Kandra in for a discussion. He's played Pretty well so far this year, has, a, has gotten accustomed well to uh, the change from Louisville to UC. Hasn't been a huge change in, for him in terms of system. It's been a good change for the Bearcats running rushing attack, which is one of the most efficient in the country, and is going to have to show up on Saturday after being a little lackluster in 2022. Dom, welcome in, my man. We are here for the back half of Oklahoma week, getting set for kickoff, big noontime in just a couple, uh, couple of days, couple hours, depending on when you're listening to this or watching this. Yeah, you know, it's exciting, you know, um, especially having a good week of practice, um, getting out there, getting out of their um, system for us with the last week. Um, just getting ready for Oklahoma is a, is a big game. It's a big test for them. Um, can change things around and also um, put the put, put eyes back on them. So um, this is a true test and we're going to see what see what happens this week. Cannot wait to see how this one plays out. We have UC as a 14 and a half point underdog in this one. It's moved a half point, Dominic, towards the Sooners. So betters liking what Oklahoma brings to the table. And let's go ahead and compare these teams real quick in a quick rundown. Red zone efficiency. That's what this game is ultimately going to come down to. I'll touch on that a little bit more in our key, big keys of the game, Dominic. But both of these teams defensively have had some issues in the red zone. And offensively, Oklahoma have been very efficient. UC so far this year has not obviously taken enough advantage of those touchdown opportunities. Defense rank on UC 115th in red zone efficiency. Oklahoma's offense 18th overall in red zone efficiency. Then when you look on the on the flip side of things here, the Oklahoma defense 128th in red zone efficiency, Dominic. That is something UC has to take advantage of despite owning the 72nd ranked red zone offense. 13th in first downs, 8th in rushing yards, 28th in yards per play, 59th in points. This UC offense has been very good so far this season, 26th in third down conversions. Dominic, it's going to be very interesting to see if UC can figure it out against a lackluster red zone defense in Oklahoma that sports one of the best linebackers in the entire conference, a guy who is definitely going to be someone UC needs to keep an eye on in linebacker. Danny Stutzman leads the conference in tackles ranks third in tackles for loss and has a sack already this season for the Sooners in three games. Yeah, you know, um, especially with that red zone, especially what happened last week, uh, I think they're going to 
clean stuff up and have some uh, have a good game plan for this week in the red zone because that's a real big thing. Get down there in the 20, 20, getting 20 and in. This you must have some points, a field goal or a touchdown, any of those things. And I think they're going to do uh, clean that up and uh, have a good game plan for Oklahoma. Um, the linebacker is just a guy I know they're going to have a game plan for is just keeping them out the backfield, keeping them from getting pressure. Um, and I think that to do those things, I think they will have the big advantage in the game or make it even because uh, Oklahoma, I mean, they they a scoring machine. He was like that when I played. Um, so um, any chance you see can get with a turnover or um, or three and out or any of that is just important that UC comes down and capitalize on that. And I think that's the biggest key in the game, just capitalizing on the moments, um, just like how Miami did. Um, just capitalizing on the moments is the biggest, biggest part of the game this week. No doubt. When you look at this team, Oklahoma, 55.7 points per game, third in the country. Dylan Gabriel, we went through his stats on, on Tuesday, almost 1,000 yards passing already this season, 11 touchdowns, I believe just two or three interceptions. The dude's been absolutely fantastic for Oklahoma. And that kind of gets us into our keys for the game. I touched on the red zone aspect. I feel like that had to lead the show. And it's something that Coach uh, Coach Satterfield, they were they were kind of just pretty pretty blunt about it in the uh, in the Tuesday press conferences. And, and he was saying, it just comes down to, it's ultimately on me, the coaching staff. It's on the play calling. It's on kind of the, the personnel. He also mentioned that as well. And the fact that, Miami was able to get a hat on a hat and get a lot of one-on-one situations down there, and they were able to win those battles. That cannot happen if UC wants to stay in this game or ultimately pull the upset at the plus 450 underdog across most betting lines. Dom, your top key to the game for UC to be able to not only stay within the 14.5 points but pull off one of the bigger upsets at home in recent memory? Keeping Oklahoma's offense off the field, you know. Um, It just can't be one of them. Can't be a shootout. You can't make it a shootout. Offense got to do a good job uh, running the ball, balancing it out, running and throwing, um, just draining that clock down. Time of possession would be big and key. And um, just winning that turnover battle. If UC can come with some turnovers and then offense come on the field and capitalize, uh, I think they have a good chance. Um, They just got to keep that Oklahoma offense off the field and can't afford any three and outs. So. That's the biggest part of the game to me. I like it. I like it. And, and the piggyback on that point there from Dominic, uh, the fact that you have this team in Oklahoma, one of the fastest tempo teams in the country, Dylan Gabriel, so used to that tempo uh, from his time playing at UCF, Taj Ward, UC safety, veteran safety, touched on that his media availability yesterday. And this team in Oklahoma, very, very good. 37th nationally in FBS plays per game, 72.7, and 10th in yards per play. You can't let them rack up a bunch of chances out there. And then in terms of Cincinnati, they bring a good strength in that aspect to this game when you think about the fact that they are able to control the ball. They have time of possession this season, Dominic, of 34 minutes per game, tied for fifth nationally. That's very good to see. So maybe that can be a way, as you mentioned, to keep that offense off the field, slow this game down a little bit, and take advantage of some uh, some some lessened possessions and get some more variance in that way for UC to be able to pull off the upset. Get to our predictions here in just a moment, and then we're welcoming UC guard Luke Kandra on Bearcat Blitz. I'm your host, Russ Eltman, and this is Dominic Goodman, of course, my co-host with me alongside on the show. My biggest key is, can UC secondary turn it around? This is the number one EPA offense in the country versus the number 102 EPA per pass, number one EPA per pass offense in the country 
versus the number 102 EPA per pass defense in the country. Largely going to come down to that for me. Can Jordan Young, Justin Harris, whoever's out there on the outside, can that secondary be keyed in, be locked in, keep the communication sound, and play a really, really sound game to be able to slow down what is ultimately, arguably, the best passing offense and statistically, analytically, the best passing offense they'll see this season. Down game against Miami. Can you sure up those big plays? That's where it's going to come down to for me. Dominic, your prediction in this game before we take a quick break and then welcome in Luke. Um, to, uh, I just feel like it's one of those games that you can't, it's like it's hard to predict because it's like with me, it's just like I got to watch the first play, the first drive to really see how things are going to go um, because, you know, uh, football is a, uh, all about momentum. Um, so whoever has the, the momentum at the end of the half or the beginning of the game is most likely going to take over the game. So with me, I just feel like prediction-wise, if UC comes out strong, um, do the things they need to do to keep the offense off the field, I, I'm taking UC. Um, let's go 35-32. to 32. Um, And I think it's going to come down to a field goal. But if Oklahoma comes out swinging and they're not doing their job, it could be a long night. So um, I'm in between. Put it like that. I'm in between. 35-32. All right. All right. I'm rolling. UC covers the spread here. I do think they keep it close, honestly. I think they bounce back. I think they get a nice little just perfect storm of outside noise and things surrounding them. But ultimately, Oklahoma is able to get it done. I got 33-30 Oklahoma in this one, a classic at Nippert Stadium. And uh, and the first time Oklahoma coming to Nippert Stadium, the last time they came to Cincinnati, obviously, right after you graduated, Dominic, in 2010, UC fell 31-29 to at the hands of, uh, who was that? It was uh, Landry Jones, I think, going all the way back then, Ryan Broyles getting back in the yeah. way back machine. <laughs> Welcome on, Luke Kandra. <laughs> Welcome on, Luke Kandra. I'm Russ Elvin. He's Dominic Goodman. And we'll be right back on Bearcat Blitz. Now we welcome on, welcome in everybody to the back half of Bearcat Blitz. Excited to have UC guard Luke Kandra in the fold here. We are welcoming him into the show. Luke, thank you so much for taking the time. I know busy week, a lot of stuff going on. I'll start things off with just overall your thoughts on the O-line coming here, um, getting that starting position in the interior there, and just your thoughts on the overall impact of this group so far this season, the running game been very good and you coming over from Louisville and helping make sure that running attack system gets implemented as smoothly as possible. Yeah. You know, it's an honor uh, being uh, able to be a starter here, you know, coming in from a different school, you know, uh, being with all the guys, but yeah, I think uh, me being with the coaches back in Louisville, I think it really helps me, the O-line, you know, kind of, in the spring and winter and summer, I was kind of like the, a student coach to say, to help with all the guys uh, learning the playbook, understanding how it still goes and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just been an honor. Luke Kandra joining us, UC guard, 
looking to uh, get the Bearcats first win in the Big 12, opening up Big 12 play as an inaugural team this season. Cincinnati kid went to Elder High School as well. So uh, so back home and ready to keep bringing wins to Nippert Stadium. Luke, when you talk about that that impact of being able to teach guys, being able to, to, to help usher in the system, how much does that help you grow your game? How much has that helped you kind of, in your eyes, improve over the last six, seven months as, a, as an interior lineman? Uh, it's been great, you know, just uh, trying to teach them, which makes me learn even more about, you know, even – the more advanced stuff that some people say that alignment really don't need, like, you know, reading coverage is more that that's one thing I always struggle with, but I think now I'm starting to get better understandings with all that and just learn, uh, kind of like teaching the centers, you know, centers and guards and tackles, all the, like the kind of like the different looks and all that. And I think it really helped me out. You see right guard Luke Cans joining us. Dom, all you, man, ask away. Well, you know, I got to ask him, a Cincinnati guy myself, and you an elder guy, you know, Corrine Elder has some history. Yeah. Um, but how does it feel just being back, playing for your home, playing for your home uh, hometown? It's been awesome, you know, um, really just a blessing. But, uh, yeah, it's just being back home, you know, just seeing all my friends and families going back, like living 15 minutes away from my house, you know, with all with everyone. It's just been awesome. I know you be getting them home cooked meals, man. I, I used exactly. to get those every weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. Luke, run game's been one of the best in the country so far. It's been a, a top twenty unit in terms of just analytically, just overall. Any way you want to slice it, Corey Kiner obviously had a big year so far. Montgomery Ryan Montgomery gets a big game last weekend. Emory goes over a hundred yards rushing. This outside zone scheme, what has been? just the the biggest catalyst for it being implemented so quickly. And so I don't want to say ultimately as smooth as you guys want it, but pretty smooth in comparison to the rest of the country. Yeah, I think um, we're just using our – being athletic and using our athleticism to run like some other like offense like gap and power, you know, where you have to be really sound. But for – we really uh, – like with running backs like Corey, quarterback like Emory who can run, Ryan Montgomery, you know, we can all run. So I think us being able to stretch it out, kind of makes the defense kind of like skate a little bit side to side. And then without them knowing, we can just hit them deep for a pass or run inside zone. I think it's just all compliments together. All right, well, speaking of talking about inside zone and power, what's your favorite run, run blocking scheme? I think it's outside zone just because like I've been working on it for four years now and I think I'm getting really good at it, so. What's the hardest part of outside zone? What's the hardest thing to get down? Uh, I think it's just really just the first three, four steps, you know, because you have to constantly rep it in order to – and what my offensive line coach said, you just got to run. And how you have to run, you have to be able to open up your hips and get your steps in before you really make contact. Gotcha. Makes a lot of sense. So, obviously, Luke, there were, there were some issues last week in the tight red zone with the rushing attack. When you guys assessed everything – what was the ultimate crux of that issue that you guys uh, were able to find figure out and mine out? Um, I think we just, you know, just got to learn from it, honestly. And just, we just got to execute for what the plays are called, you know? And um, yeah, I think it's just, we, we just got to execute better. I, I, I know we, we, we had a really good week of practice. We were feeling good about everything. It's just that we just couldn't get done and we're, we're working on it really hard this week. And I think we're going to get it done this week. Love it. Dom. As um, far as um, 
do you see like the difference in far as um far as um what we'll say far as just being a being at Louisville and being at UC, is there like a difference in between for as like the camaraderie and the fans and all them things? Uh, Yeah, I think it's just like just a different group of guys in the locker room. I think that's really the biggest thing. But, you know, all, all respect to my teammates back at Louisville, you know, those are awesome guys. There's amazing people here with at UC. And what's really cool here is that, you know, you get to see other sports too, right? Because we don't have a football only facility and i think that's also one of the biggest like really cool things here is that you know we get to see other sports like interact with each other too luke kandra uc reichar joining us this week on Bearcat blitz i'm your host russ Heldman. he is dominic goodman catch the show wherever you get your podcasts you can catch it on youtube talking cast with russ Heldman, and also on valley sports ohio throughout game day weekends and ball weekends in the city of Cincinnati. So, Luke, Cincinnati sports, a lot of excitement right now. Reds in a playoff race. You guys opening up the, the Big 12 this weekend. I, I mean, the Reds are going to be in the thick of things. You guys in the thick of things. Cincinnati, Bengals, obviously, with the whiteout game and Monday night football coming to town. It feels like kind of a culminating weekend for Cincinnati sports. And you're a guy that returned to Cincinnati, his hometown, to, to kind of be a part of all this, what does it all mean to you? And what does it all feel like to be a part of that big wave of excitement across the city? You know, it's awesome. You know, um, just having everyone in support for the city. It's just really an awesome thing because, you know, I can think about early two thousands when, you know, the Bengals weren't too good and then the Reds weren't too good. So, you know, really only thing going was just UC and uh, yeah, it's just been awesome having the entire city unite together. Do you uh, are you a big fan of all the of all the city teams? Do you try to yeah. go to go to as many games or, or support them as much as possible? Uh, I honest, I personally haven't been to a. Actually, I've been to one Bengals game and that was okay. electric. But yeah, I've been to Reds games all my life, and I actually I'm, you know, I even told my teammates just randomly. I was like huge game for the Reds last night, but sadly they fell. But uh, yeah, it was just yeah. I'm really big in the Reds too. And then your your relationship to to UC before committing to Louisville. What was that like? And was that kind of a catalyst? Was that did that play a role at all in wanting to come back here? Or was it a more so a higher percentage, obviously, or was it almost a hundred percent being able to be with the same staff and being able to go home at the same time? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both, you know, I mean okay. yeah, really big big thing, Coach Sack coming over here. But uh yeah, I always thought, you know, if I ever did transfer away from Louisville, it's gonna be back here. You know, I always had all the love with Coach Fick and his staff. It's just that I felt like coming out of high school, I felt like I kind of needed to get out of things and kind of mature more rather than just staying back at home. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Just kind of branch out a little bit to yeah. get in a different environment. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Tom? Oh, man. Um, have you been able to check out uh, Elder at all in mean, high school game? Yeah. You know, I watch every Friday night on their live stream. It's, uh, you know, it's been uh, it's been awesome, even uh, even back at Louisville. Do you think they got a shot at state? I think so. They they got a good squad right now. So yeah, they've been playing really well. Yeah. I've Luke been Andrew. checking them out. <laughs> yeah. So the the relationship with Elder, do you do you have a strong tie with those teams? Do you guys ever go back for, for camps or anything in the summer? Do you get do you try to do you try to get back at all? Or is it kind of just it's everything such a whirlwind being a college athlete? It's it's tough to kind of get back as much as you like. Yeah, it's tough, you know. Um 
you know, over during our breaks, that's where I lift. I go back to Odor to lift the run. You know, I okay. I yeah. still have good contact with coaches, the strength, uh, the strength uh, coach there. But uh, yeah, it's you know, by the time they start doing football stuff, we're doing football stuff in camp and then games. Like I know during my bye week, I'll most likely be going to the game. But like you know, on Friday nights we're in hotels and we can't really get out. But you know, right. I, I still watch the games. But I would if I had a chance, like afterwards, yeah. I, really do want to come back so love it love it luke andrew you see guard joining us one more question for luke and then dom if you got one more ask away after this but this game oklahoma coming to nipper an opponent like this it's just it doesn't it it hasn't happened very often but it's about to happen consistently every single year for the foreseeable future as a big 12 team where does this game rank on your excitement level and it and it I'm very interested to hear this question because you're a guy who's played in the ACC and played in big games like this before in big environments. Where does this rank on your excitement level? Uh, is it in the top five? Is there a clear ranking for you? How do you see it? Uh, you know, I think it's definitely top five. Because, you know, it's Oklahoma, you know, just the name itself. And the fact that it's my uh, really just being back here, you see, you know, just all the excitement, every single game for me wearing the uniforms has just been awesome, you know, excited. But, uh, yeah, I think it's up there because, you know, on the all those big games in the ACC, like last year we played number ten Wake Forest. I was actually hurt, so I didn't play. I was I would been I was super excited for the guys, you know, all the win. But uh, yeah, this is definitely top five for me. Dom, anymore? So far as like how, how what is your what is your like mental focus? What are your what is your mind frame coming into a game like that? My, uh, my mindset. It's just like. For me personally, yeah, it's a huge game, but I think just just as my preparation, you know, just as any other game, you know, um, no, nothing. You can't be too high, but you can't be too low, you know. Just like you just got to keep cool and keep doing what you're doing, rely on your practice, your technique, and all that. You see, guard Luke Andrew, Luke. Good luck the rest of the season, man. Good luck this this weekend. Thank you so much for the time. I know it's a busy schedule. We appreciate you coming on Bearcat Blitz. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Luke Kandra, good stuff there, Dominic, from Luke. He was very gracious with his time and uh, glad to have him on. Very, uh, very thankful for him taking the time and, of course, the the UC, UC media team for putting it all together. Thanks to them as well. Dominic, we're about to sign off here, running out of time. Real quick, our predictions for this weekend. I got 33-30. You got 35-32, correct, UC? Correct. All right, man. It's going to be a fun one. Cannot see, cannot wait to see how this plays out. Uh, I'm, I got a feeling. I do have a strong feeling they're going to be able to keep it relatively close. I don't know about as close as Dom and I's prediction, but it is the nip. Oklahoma's never been to Nippert. It is a big, big game. Very, very excited to see all the fans out there and see the fanfare, the band run on the field, the team run out under the fire, all that good stuff. It's going to be very cool, Dom. I know you're excited to be there and see it. I'm excited to be there. We'll see how it all plays out this weekend and cover it and hopefully not pick up the pieces for Bearcats fans. They're hopefully pick up the pieces for a win. We'll see how that all plays out on Bearcat Blitz this next week right here on the Believe Network. Thanks, everybody. Have a fun and exciting game day week. Six, Ritter to the end zone looking for Pierce. Did he hang on? Yes. Touchdown. Jerome Ford down the sideline. Foot race.